Hey there, listeners. Welcome to episode three of Pop Junction. Happy post-election. Happy post-Halloween. Well, sad post-Halloween. I've officially run out of all my gummy candies. So if you have some extra bucks, buy me some gummy candies and send them my way. Uh, In this episode, we talk about season three of Dawson's Creek. Not season one, not season two. We go right to season three. The beautiful gem at the center of this wild and wildly outdated show. Hope you enjoy it. It gets pretty wackadoo. I talk about physical fights that I got into and almost got into and Mia and I try to harmonize when we say goodbye. Enjoy. Mia leaned hella into the mic as she said that she leaned over as though she were being like questioned in front of a panel. She went elect. Yeah, because that's what he is only. He's only the president elect. So we're going to take it back right now Um, to the to the year 2000. (laughs) <laughs> Which was actually the last time we also had a contested election. Mm-hmm. But in the year 2000, Mia Howard was not yet eligible to vote. And neither was Caitlin Graham. Neither was Caitlin Graham. So, sure, I followed it. But what was most important to me in 2000 was the love story of one Joey Potter and one Pacey Witter on the teen drama of the time, Dawson's Creek. However, if you um, if you came to Dawson's late, if you discovered Dawson's through the magic of DVD or streaming, the theme song is "My Heart Is in My Head." Right? Mm-hmm. My head is in, is in my the clouds. Keep my life is turning around Every voice in my head is telling me To run like battles and arrows, stars and sunsets Now Yeah, 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 yeah Yeah, yeah, yeah So Yeah That, that song Which for 15 years now Almost fifteen, a little longer than fifteen years, which is how oh, long yeah. I've been watching on. I've been watching Dawson's on DVD or streaming devices mm-hmm. for for that long. I've been angry about that song. Number one, because I was like, no. "How dare they?" No, because well, I was like, "How no. dare they?" Oh, you're about to, you're about to, you're you're about to like change. It. You're about to say something like to I'm contest about to my... rewrite history like Ducktales. <laughs> Boo! I'm about to do that, but I mean, you can finish if if you like. My memory is my memory is different. Was, my memory's different. All I was gonna say was like <laughs> at first I I was mad because I was like, what happens to the OG okay. theme song? Yes. Sung by Paula Cole. Cole, thank you. But then the song that we were just singing by Jan Arden is a total earworm. I mean Totally. It gets in there and it's just Sneaks, sneaks its way around your heart and chokes it. Um, 
<laughs> chokes it into submission. <laughs> chokes it into submission. So I'll let Caitlin now pick it up because I guess she really wants to school our listeners on. Well, really well, no. Now that now that you said so, the way you had begun that tale, <laughs> the way you had begun to spin that tale was that you've been mad about it for 15 years, about the theme song change, about their inability to get the rights to Paul Cole for the DVD release and for the streaming release. That's, That's not my true. memory. That's not my memory. But then you but then you revised it. You revised it, and you said, at first I was mad. But can both things be true? Like, no. I've been mad. <laughs> oh, Okay. Okay. So can, can, okay, like follow up, like let me translate the question you just asked. Can both be true, a.k.a. can at first last 15 years? <laughs> no, what I meant was can both things be true <laughs> that like I, for this duration of time, <laughs> have been angry that they did this to Dawson's Creek viewers. And can I appreciate that the song is an earworm that has choked my heart? Like, yes. <laughs> okay. Things yes. are true. Yes, it is both. It is both an things and. Are true. It is an and yeah. situation. Specifically today, we're going to be talking about not just Dawson's Creek, but specifically Dawson's Creek season three, which is, I, Mia, would you say it's like in your top three, like comfort watches? Would you say it's number one? I don't want to claim that. But I must, because it is absolutely true. I'm in a world of denial um, tonight. I don't want to No, it's okay. I'm embarrassed. I'm embarrassed at this moment where you're like, Mia. Why? Dawson season three. Like, is Why? that like... Well, last time we talked about this, you, you rightly described it to listeners. Like, you can tell... Well, you said, and I'll maybe let you tell it, but like, you can tell what's going on with me in my life. Like what my emotional state is by what season of Dawson's I'm watching or from watching Dawson's at all. So like, first of all, if me is watching Dawson's, things might not be great in her life right now. But if things are real fucked up, she's watching season three. She's watching all of season three. Just all like of season repeat. three. Um, and it is it is like the for me, it is the tent is uh, comparable to being in the in the womb. Like it's like my fetal position. <sighs> thing um that's beautiful and I think I think it's because we haven't we, we didn't talk about this before but if and this is a whole separate thing guys I I need to name that most of my concept of what like romantic love was was shaped by movies with white protagonists mm-hmm. which I can unpack some other time except until I saw Love and Basketball also in 2000 2000 was just a crazy Ooh, year 2000 was lit in my life yeah 2000, 2000 was lit <laughs> We'll get there. But, um, but so, you know, first was Dirty Dancing. Mm-hmm. And I had that obsession for five years, 10 years, whatever. It was like the movie I watched every single weekend. Mm-hmm. Then 95, I switched to Clueless, which, um, which is interesting. Like, the reason I love that is not the love story. Um, yeah. But it still had some impact on, like, my notions of what love looks like. It's like, oh, you mm-hmm. might fall in love with your brother. Thank God I'm an only child. Um, <laughs> and then... Um, <laughs> And then the next big thing was Dawson's Creek season three for me. And I, and I, and yeah, so I just say that to say it was like maybe my third thing that was like impacting what I thought love was ultimately going to look like when I had it. Um, mm-hmm. So it's just a very seminal experience. And then was, uh, was the way we were after that? 
would you say? The way we were, we started watching that when... College? We, we, we were in After college. college. Yeah, college, yeah. Yeah, and then and then the way we work came and fu- fucked me all the way up. We can talk about that some other time, too. Yeah, mm-hmm. we're gonna, we're definitely gonna. But again, um, these, you know, like, beautiful white men, like Robert Redford. <sighs> he's still my heart. He's sort of, he's sort of peak beautiful white man. I know, that's what's gross about it. It's like, he's peak. <laughs> and he's, and like, that's the whole thing of, in the way we were. You know what I mean? Like this hyper awareness right. like of like his Jewish, waspy beauty. And yeah. He's super waspy. Yeah. She hates herself for loving him. I mm-hmm. hated myself for loving him. Everyone <laughs> Hubble hated himself because he knew mm-hmm. he was loved. I mm-hmm. mean, for no reason. Like he knew he was loved for no reason. Everything was easy for Hubble Gardner. Yes. Right? Everything yeah. came too easily. Everything to came too Excuse me. Excuse me. You're right. You're right. <laughs> I apologize. No, you're good. I apologize. That was blasphemous. Um I have had some wine, so I don't remember where I was going with whatever I was saying, but... Oh, well, we, we were just giving the setup for Why Dawson Season 3 is why is what we're going to talk about tonight. We yeah. Have, we, have yeah. Six, we have six seasons to choose from, <laughs> all different varying levels of stupid and crazy <laughs> and outdated and weird Wildly, and whatever. like, sexist. <laughs> Wildly sexist. Wildly. And Wildly crazy, annoying. like... I mean, this is like put a pin in this, but um, I feel like so season one, like obviously we have the Pacey um, Tamara Jacobs, like a storyline, a.k.a. like 15 year old Pacey Witter has an affair with his teacher. Yeah. Um, But I feel like I'm on season three right now. I am mid season three right now. And I feel like there is this repeated theme like throughout the show. It's like when they're when the characters are underage. There, there be adults like hitting on them all the time and like trying to make things happen. like all the time. It's I feel like that happens more frequently than, you know, a fellow student comes into one of the characters lives and wants to be with them. It's like, no, this like 30 year old like who works down at the dock on the Cape, like wants yeah. to wants to get in Joey or Andy's pants. And I'm just like, what are we doing? <laughs> Why was yeah. this normal? Um and it's, it's, it's not really addressed. So that, everything you're saying is, 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 is a cause for concern. But, <laughs> but. but I'm, I'm using this partially as a therapy session, I will admit, because <laughs> there's a show um, that came out in recent years. Maybe it's even been a little longer than that, but called um, Blue Blood. So like that show is paint is given to us as like, and I haven't even watched it, right? But it's like just given to us as like, ill, gross, like white, waspy. New England-y, I don't even know where it takes place in the country, but like, let's imagine it's New England. Like, mm-hmm. ooh, that's so, like, a thing. But, like, yeah. 20 years ago, they packaged, like, blue blood teenagers, like, you know, and sent it to us via the WB every week. <laughs> and they were like, here's this, here's this, like, super homogenous, very whitewashed Cape Cod town with wholesome values, with wholesome teenagers. It's not going to be that sexed up stuff you're used to listening to and watching on the fa- on Fox, like 90210 or Melrose Place. It's going to be wholesome, guys. <laughs> and they gave it to us, and it was gross. And then I talked to you about, like, that season three syndrome where they bring the black people in, mm-hmm. which happens always, like, on all these shows that never, in the, from the beginning, contemplate a world that's diverse. Mm-hmm. Then when they get popular, they open themselves to critique. And then they respond to the critique by making, like, they're like, dun, 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 suddenly a black family is in Cape Side. It's like, what? <laughs> what black family is moving to Cape Side? Nobody. 
Nobody, baby. Like, nobody's, <laughs> no black person's moving to Cape Side. And I love Cape Side. Like, I am Cape Side fan number one. But guess what? I'm not moving there. Even if I had to give up Pacey to do it. You know, if I had to say, no, Pacey, I can't. And honestly, I would have, because as you see in the series, Pacey does not leave Cape Side. The rest of them move on. They get a slightly expanded worldview by going mm. two hours to Boston. <laughs> um, yeah. And oh my God. Pacey, Pacey stays in his provincial world and stays in Cape Side. So, that, so like Joey, mm. when their love story ends, we're fast forwarding a little bit here. We'll back up to the beginning. But dun, 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 their love story does not work out because she's too worldly for him and has too much ambition and he's going to stay behind. And that would have been us, because, like, I wasn't about to live in Cape Side. Hell no. There's one gay person. Yeah. Or there's two no. gay people, actually. Which I find, I find fairly preposterous because of P-Town, because of the existence of Provincetown. Okay, so fair. So while Cape Side may only have this one gay character, right? why the fuck was he so like tortured? 20 minutes away. Like, 20 minutes away is, like, gay mecca. Like, what? Right. what? And he was like, where will I find a gay person? Take the ferry, bitch. <laughs> Take the fucking ferry. No. Every, and honestly, honestly, the summer between season two and season three, when he was all lost and forlorn because his dad didn't want him, mm-hmm. he, went to, yes. he went to Graham's house. He went to Graham's house for the summer when he could have been in P-Town. To be fair, like Graham's, Graham's handled that. Like Graham's was the shit. I loved her so much. In that Jennifer. Can we just spend the rest of this episode going, Jennifer? Um, and I have to say, like, because I went all the way back from episode one, she does not have that voice in the very, very beginning. Ooh. She doesn't have it. It's like it's something that develops, you know, as she like fully starts to embody the character. She makes some choices. And then all of a sudden it's Jennifer. You have to answer to God. Hickory burning in the hearth. Hickory burning in the hearth. So Mia, tell tell our listeners like your brilliant idea for a spinoff of Dawson's Creek. <laughs> okay, so um, the show the show is called Graham's Creek, um, and uh, after the co- you know after the college years where everyone's gone away and is living their lives, which makes it really hard to sustain a franchise, right? Because people, I mean. When you make the leap and everyone goes to the same mythical college, cool. But then you can't sustain that once they go out into the real world and start doing whatever. Not so. Um, so you could focus on Grams because Grams has a very interesting inner life. I love life. how you're presenting and this as like a solution for the writers, like for the longevity <laughs> of the series. I mean, Man, Grams suggest. is actually a cool chick. Right. She is. Uh, she is. <laughs> um, but she's also aging, which is okay. Before we talk about the rest of this, I do want to name the actress herself. Was like still in her fifties, like while this bananas. show was airing. Bananas, bananas, because they make her read as like you know seventies and certainly Literally. by the college years, like eighties, whatever. Anyway, so my thought was, what would it be like to watch her age over the course of a series, where you know, like <laughs> episode one of season one, she's just normal Grams, you know, she's walking and talking at the normal pace of life that we are all become accustomed. But then, like, by the season finale, the whole episode is, like, watching her, like, get out of bed and make it to the bathroom. <laughs> and, like, we'll have to cut to commercial, like, right a- after she, like, finally makes it off the couch or the bed. Yeah. yeah it's like, cut exactly. to commercial. And then we come back and she's, like, in yeah. the hallway. 
And she's like in the hallway, like, and then, you know, that whole scene is just watching her like hand, like make its way to the wall as a grip. <laughs> yeah, it just I keeps like getting that. slower and slower, you know. <laughs> Until like the they final episode is just like her eyes closing for the last time, which is kind of Okay, dark. we did not, we did not talk about that. We did I not mean, talk about right that. Now. But you know, it's like eyelids just closing. Wow. It takes like a whole episode. Wow. So, you know, it's not realistic. It, it would have to be like a web series, like a mini. It would have to be like, no, a, a, a web series or like an SNL sketch that's like really yes. outdated. Like, yeah. remember the show from 20 years ago? We're going to make fun of it now. So we've obviously like we've talked a lot of shit about what's wrong with Dawson's Creek, which we will continue to do. But... I, I'm curious, like, why, if you can distill why this is such a comfort watch for you, why yeah. why it was, and why it was so wildly popular. This was also, like, mind you, we were very, very lucky from a pop culture standpoint. I say this all the time. I'm going to continue to say it. But especially, you know, in high school, when you had on network TV this, um, the era, like, the golden era of WB, which is, like, all of these amazing teen dramas. You had Felicity, you had Buffy, you had Dawson's Creek, you had Roswell, one of my comfort yeah, watches. Yeah. yeah. It's a lot. It was a lot. Um, so, note to self, but note to you. I was scrolling Twitter today, saw someone make a comment that was supposed to be deep about how Buffy transitioning from loving Angel to loving Spike was, like, tied to her like emotional arc as a character and how Spike ultimately is the more redemptive character. And I didn't watch it long enough for her to fall in love with Spike, I guess, because I was like, what the hell are they talking about? So I'm going to go back and, I guess, rewatch some Buffy. But um, mm, but yeah, but um, why is this show such a uh, critical piece of, like, you know, nostalgia for me? Um, one is the setting of the show which I was just shitting all over moments ago. But, you know, I like seaside towns as, like, a concept. Oh, same. Um, I, love being, I love being near the ocean. I find it very calming and relaxing. Mm-hmm. I love this idea that, you know, my best friend's house would be across a creek and I would, like, row in a canoe to get there. It just seemed, like, so idyllic. Being a Brooklyn native, right? Like, just being a Brooklyn native, like, this idea of, like, this... Suburban, and I wouldn't even say suburban because, like, suburban to me reads like strip malls and mm-hmm. like planned communities where all the houses look the same. And this isn't that. I mean, all the no. houses had their own unique charm. Mm-hmm. Um, and there were, you know, oceanside and creekside. It was just, you know, a lot of water in every direction. <laughs> um, I also went, I think I mentioned before, I went to um, Cape Cod. The summer after season one aired, um, which I think just cemented for me that it was all the things I knew and wanted it to be. Like, there's just a whole, like, boho chic, you know, of, like, what a Cape Cod wardrobe is supposed to look like. Mm -hmm. Lots of, like, poncho, you know, like those, like, poncho type deals that, like, Dylan McKay used to wear on 90210. Like, (laughs) just as another reference. But, But anyway, you know, like, Birkenstocks, like, you know, just... Boho chic, I don't know. So I so so I made some wardrobe choices when I got back um, for sophomore year of high school that were like <laughs> boho Cape Cod inspired. Um, I and I specifically like um, 
long t-shirts over shorts, like print long yes. t-shirts over shorts. So like, uh. t- no, so like, so like, you know, t-shirt that says like iconic Cape Cod eatery blazoned across the front or the back, like blazoned, the long sleeve, word. you know, but like, well, it has to be a long sleeve tee and, and then shorts like that, that, that mix yes. of like, it's cold enough. To wear a long sleeve t-shirt, but it's warm enough. I'm still going to bring my shorts. I just love that. May I offer that that is what we call nighttime walk on the beach ensemble or nighttime walk on the beach attire. There you go. Right. So there's a lot of that in the show. Yeah. 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 Um, it's good. And so for all those reasons, I like this. I think I was mostly drawn to the, to the setting. Um, and it's relatable. Like I, it takes me back to a time in my life where I was feeling new things for the first time and, you know, hearing then whatever. Like, all my senses were heightened as a teenager, you know, starting yeah. to understand my body and understand the world and whatever. And so this show just helps, you know, take me back to that time. Mm. And like I mentioned in the very beginning, I mean, like, the love story between Pacey and Joey, born of friendship. I love this notion that they hated each other mm-hmm. and then ultimately found, fell in love with each other. I just love that. Um, and I... It shaped how I thought about love for a long time. I also probably mentioned this when we talked about it last time, too. But, like, I had a best friend, grew up two doors down from me, who was a boy. So I related to, like, at least early seasons of Dawson's of just, like, how that friendship changes as you become teenagers. And, you know, mm-hmm. it's, the, it's like the one person you you know that, like, society tells you, like, you're, you're when you're first discovering your sexuality and you interpret all the messages, like, oh, I'm supposed to be attracted to the opposite sex. Well, there's... The opposite sex right in front of you. So it, <laughs> so it becomes like exhibit A. Like, oh. Um, and that's the other thing about the show is like they all wind up falling in love with each other, even if it's for like nanoseconds. Like right. by the end of the show, they've all dated each other for a time. And that is so real. Like, I mean, if you just spend enough time with someone, like you inevitably will wind up having feelings. Like just – and even if you don't even think you're, you wouldn't normally be attracted to that person, like I – have so much evidence in my own life and, and just seeing other people. But, like, if you just spend a bunch of time with someone, like, a lot of time, one-on-one time in particular, like, it's almost, like, inevitable. And that's kind of what happened to Pacey and Joey. Like, they spend a bunch of time together. Oh, my God, they wound up having feelings for each other. Duh. Like, <laughs> um, but it's interesting to watch because they both have to gra- grapple with what their feelings mean because they're reluctant to admit those feelings to themselves and then to each other. And ultimately, love conquers all because they... They're afraid of it on multiple levels. They, they struggle to admit it to themselves. They struggle to admit it to the other person. And they struggle to admit it to their friends. Mm-hmm. And you kind of watch them march through these different layers of like, I can't deny it. I can't deny it, baby. We drive each other crazy. I mean, was Lisa Stansfield talking about Pacey and Joey? Maybe. <laughs> so, you know, Lisa Stansfield said it. You know, she, was, she went all around the world and she couldn't find her baby. Uh, Maybe she should have looked next door. <laughs> or across the creek. Across the creek. Um, what, I, what I realized about um, Pacey and Joey just watching the last couple of episodes that I've watched, um, one of which is the one where they start taking ballroom dance lessons, is that they have this really like 30s, 40s Hollywood rom-com um, couple vibe. Or energy, like, with the animosity, like, and the banter, but that's, like, 
overlaying like all this really deep affection for each other and like attraction to each other, you know, which is there from day one. It's there in like season one, you know, um, and as long as like if you go into season one, knowing that they will end up together, you, you get a lot of delight like from those interactions. And obviously it's worth knowing that they were dating in real life. The actors, Joshua Jackson and Katie Holmes. And I feel like from season one onward, like the whenever they have scenes together, I feel like it's abundantly clear how much affection she has for him, especially because I feel like she lights up when they are interacting with each other. Yeah. Um, this time we have not given enough treatment to how much Dawson sucks. <laughs> I mean, Let's we were going to get some time. There. You know, he's so broken up about, like, Dawson, or sorry, Pacey and Joey finding each other. But it's like, dude, like, maybe he sucked a little less. Like, Pacey right. spent more time with you. Joey and you could have kept being friends, and this never would have happened. But you don't take any ownership over what happened here. No, <laughs> even though you like worse. literally passed Joey off to him, yeah, passed Joey off to Pacey. Like, take care of my girl while you like got even more self and absorbed in your like film world or whatever the hell you were doing. Oh and God. like, you don't take any of the heat for it. Like, and you suck. Like he was so bad that like the show basically made a decision like pretty early, this, pretty early, like season two to basically be like. He's not the anchor here. No, and I feel like they lead up to it really well by pretty much all of the main characters telling him how much he sucks at some point. Like, I feel like, I feel like they give, like, Jen, Paisley, Joey, at least, like, one monologue apiece directed at Dawson, like, about how self-absorbed he, he is. Like, it's so amazing. It's been so amazing to rewatch it. I'm just like, oh, wow, they're, like, they're super aware of that, and they point it out really early on. <laughs> He's so awful. Let he's me the count worst, the but he's but he's so real, and I think that's the worst part of it. He I is like that. every he is every musician I have ever dated, every single one. That must be super triggering. I'm sorry, I'm making you like it's watch not. this. <laughs> I, it's it's definitely not because I feel like um, I mean obviously it's like a different flavor of it. Yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah. it 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 looks wildly different and like way nerdier. Like if it's like an aspiring filmmaker who's super into Spielberg, uh, like Dawson is, but. It's also, it's no longer triggering because I would like to think that I'm very past that and I can see that like 5,000 miles away <laughs> and be like, don't come near me. Um, you know, I just, ugh, I have no patience for that like artistic male, like egomaniacal, narcissistic, like every single person in my life is a prop for the narrative that's happening in my head and like I'm doing this like performative angst all the time and like ugh. which speaking of performance Mia is really good at sort of looking at an actor and figuring out what their school of acting would look like mm. so you know <laughs> the things like the, the little the little ticks and habits that they have she has like a whole conspiracy theory about the set of party of five and the cast of party of five and how that shaped the careers and the performances of Jennifer Love Hewitt and Lacey Chabert, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah. it's officially a school of acting. There mm -hmm. are actresses. There they are went actors. to the Nev Campbell School of Acting. Actors. Who like, yeah. Like, Nev Campbell watch, School of Acting. Yep. <clears throat> you could watch a season of Party of Five. Not even a season. An episode of Party of Five. Then watch, ugh. Then watch 
Jennifer Love Hewitt, and Can't Hardly Wait. <laughs> then watch Lacey Chabert in Mean Girls and be like, oh my god, I totally see. <laughs> they have, like, yeah, they have the similar. same ticks and all of it, so... There are definitely schools of acting in Dawson's Creek, um, especially in season one. Season one is like peak, you know, I feel like they were all playing like archetypes at that point. Dawson, I feel like, retains a lot of his tics as the seasons go on. Like he does that when he gets overwhelmed or upset about something. Like if he gets into an argument with someone and they walk away, like he always like pushes his hair back with both hands. And sometimes he will uh, pair that with like spinning around in a circle. You know, <laughs> that was the camera. Oh, no, was that him? No, he, I don't think he might <laughs> either. He was it or the him or the camera. Should. Let's get he James spun. Vanderbeek on the phone right now. I have his number right here. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, um, I wish I did. did. You ever, did you ever see him when he was on um, Don't Trust the Bee in Apartment no. 23? No, but can I can I say like James Vanderbeek, like what a sport, and like he's so good at making fun of himself and like you know what I mean like just appreciating yeah. when people make fun of him well it was good to see him in that show because I feel yeah. like it, it was distant enough in time from Dawson's Creek yeah and the character was different enough yeah I was able to like finally like separate him from like totally Dawson's Creek which then helped when he was in Pose season one because I was yeah. like okay this he's is great in Pose yeah so he's really great good in job pose. JBB for like you know JBB <laughs> JVB for like stretching yourself, finding a new range, whatever the hell. But what, what you were working with um, in Dawson's Creek was disappointing. And it made me think, I don't want your life. You know? um, I was going to say, you didn't, you didn't see him as a separate person when he delivered that iconic line. I don't, I don't want, want your, your life. life. <laughs> the pose is the po- the pose. That's the po- fair. The That's fair. His king. varsity blues. His varsity blues character. He was, was a different. brunette. He was yeah, a brunette. It was different than his you Dawson's know? Creek. Okay. Well, you've been watching season three, and from what you remember, I mean, I could always talk about what Dawson um, Dawson's Creek means to me in terms of Pacey and Joey love, <laughs> but but you're watching it with fresh eyes. You're watching it. I sure am. Starting to unfold. I'm curious what you see as like. You know, what's drawing you in as a as a viewer watching their I mean, love story? I will never stop being fascinated by Michelle Williams and how she is a, a full-on chameleon as a person. I don't even know if, like, as an actor, but, like, so I look at Michelle Williams season one of Dawson's Creek. That's one person. And then, like, she moves into season two, season three. That's a whole other person. Like, I literally cannot. I watch season one and I watch season three, Jen, and I'm like, that's not the same person. And then I look at Michelle Williams now, you know, Oscar winner, question mark? Oscar nominated, question mark? I think she's actually times. a winner. I think she's a winner as well. And I can't remember for what, but, oh, broke back probably, right? But I swear it's like her entire voice is different now. Dude, she, she has looks four. different to me. She has four. She got four Oscars? Goddamn. For what? Best Supporting. Brokeback. So her first was Brokeback. Yeah. Best Actress for Blue, for Blue Valentine. Oh, yeah. yeah. Best Actress for My Week with Marilyn. I'm not sure. <laughs> I'm not sure. I, mean, I was like, I'm going to say that, but that's ah. how I feel about that. <laughs> yeah. I mean, sorry. Exactly. I'm a ra- I'm a rabid Marilyn fan, and I think literally no one should ever play her. Like I, I'm I'm a I'm a militant asshole about it. Like I'm not fair. But I also I also listened to this interview. Sidebar. I also listened to this interview with Michelle Williams where she was like, I didn't do a whole lot of you know like 
I didn't do a whole lot of preparation. I just listened to like three hours of interviews with her and then I had it, you know, and I'm just like, no, (laughs) no motherfucker. Well, the Academy thought she had it. And then the last was, I did not for the record. The last was, um, Manchester by the sea. Best supporting. Oh yeah. 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 That's a, that is a a very good performance. She's four. That's she went from lot. Dawson's Creek to four Oscars. To four motherfucking Oscars. She's she's like definitively like the breakout star. Star of Dawson's of Creek. The, of Dawson's Creek. Which if you were watching season one, you would not put your money on How her. Fucking oh not, my no. God. <laughs> there's some, there's some like capital A atroche acting by her in season one. So I think like if you're an aspiring actor, like, and if you want some inspiration, watch season one of Justice Creek. Yes. I'm holding my arms. Like she holds and she her does arms the, right and she, Well, but I mean, podcasts are, are, are a visual medium. So horrendous. She literally, she clearly like went to an acting camp between season one and season two. Yeah. She um, also takes the word yeah. gramps and turns it into like a multisyllabic word. <laughs> um, she turns it into a whole snake. Gramps is one syllable, right? (laughs) (laughs) My favorite part about that is that it was a genuine question because Michelle Williams made you question your own judgment. My own understanding of phonics. Um, (laughs) Like, (laughs) Gramps is is a one syllable word. But she's like, Gram... Like, the MPS are like three different syllables for her. And there's a TH in there somewhere. It's like, Gramps. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) And a PH. Exactly. It's like, Gramps. It's just like, oh. (laughs) They can stop. Because, oh, because Gramps had a Gramps had a Gramps in the beginning of the series. Unfortunately, she passes on. That's right. And then it's just Gramps. But there was a Gramps. Hickory burning in the hearth. Yeah, that's actually who she was talking about when she said, love is the hottest of woods. What would a South Brooklyn version of the Creek look like? <laughs> what the hell? Like a South Brooklyn version of Dawson's Creek, the show. Like if it was okay. Midwood, Midwood Creek or something. Or you like want to go Dawson's, there? Dawson's Dawson's Junction. You want to go there? You know you what I'm saying? Go there. I definitely want to go there. You want to go there? I awesome. De- I, I love that we're here. Wanna go there. <laughs> I love <laughs> that. I love that we're here in this moment because. So <laughs> we didn't we didn't um, talk about this yet. Listeners, but we're definitely going to at one point give a deep dive of how Caitlin and I met and all of that. Um, But I would say if Dawson's Creek took place in Brooklyn, like you'd be Joey. Oh, oh my God. Yeah. And here's why. So we're in middle school. (laughs) We're, We're in middle school. And to be fair, like, I wouldn't describe Joey as boy crazy the same way that I would describe any of us. I, my, our, our whole group of friends in middle and high school were definitively boy crazy. Absolutely. Like, I and I really like, was in junior high. <laughs> really, really, really. Yeah. Like I was boy crazy in junior high, but at that point I was boy crazy about like kids in the pages of Tiger Beat. Okay. Caitlin mm-hmm. was boy crazy about real people that existed. And, and about were, the kids in and, Tiger Beat. <laughs> about the kids in Tiger Beat. It was but everybody. Caitlin, but Caitlin was boy crazy and boys were girl crazy over... Caitlin. So it was like this nice little, you know, it was like a meeting of the minds of attraction. Um, but anyway, so it's seventh grade oh and I'm a nerd. Um, and I sat with my nerd friends in the cafeteria at the nerd table. And Caitlin is having some sort of meltdown, um, <laughs> like about a boy. And I love how, like, it was definitely about a boy. You know what I mean? Like, you don't have to know. Like, I didn't know, but it was about a boy, which we were able to confirm later. Um, and she's talking to one of her friends who's basically, like, consoling her because Caitlin's, like, in a sad place about 
a boy. And she's like leaning up against the wall, like like having a freak out. I was going full on Dawson, TBH. Yeah. So if Dawson's Creek was taking place in Brooklyn, you would definitely be the Joey character. Oh my God. What an honor. Yeah, but in the sense that like, you know, you're going to like fall for the boys that are around you in close proximity. Like, did you have a conversation with Caitlin? Are you, do you have, are you easy on the eyes? Caitlin's going to fall in love with you. Like, (laughs) damn. (laughs) Wow. I don't, to be be clear, again, this is not unique to you. I mean, this was, this was just what was happening at the time. Like, no, absolutely. And there was like, I had this group of friends in junior high, like deeply incestuous group of friends. And we all like, there were, I don't know, like four or five boys. And it was like whoever, like each girl had a crush on at any point was one of those four or five boys. And it, you just like fucking rotated like every, I don't know, six months or something like that. And vice versa. You know what I mean? And I feel like that Can was I very. Can I stop you there just yeah, for a moment? Oh, my God. I'm scared. What? Just that like that. Enti- <laughs> like, so what I love about this is like y'all had your own. Like, basically, you y'all were a television show to people like me. Like, I was watching, like, Huddy Creek, if you will. Okay? Like, <laughs> Huddy Creek. And there, it was episodic. There, there were There were seasons. And, like, and like I mean, you might edit this out because I said a name. But, like, the no, season where basically becomes popular and hot and all the girls love him killed me. The season. <laughs> the season. But, um... But what I wanted to say when you were saying that you all dated each other is just that, like, it was it seemed very traumatic, though. Like, it wasn't like just like a very nonchalant no. breakup no. new partnership. It was just like very dramatic at an early age. It was age soapy. It was like, so yeah, it was soapy. Feelings really being hurt by partnerships ending. Yeah. Friends, your best friend now liking so and so, and now they're gonna date, and you know, it's just like, like very literally. dramatic, like very traumatic things that like yes. are would be traumatic even as an adult, like things that you'd be it's like, true. What? you did what? No, it's true. Anyway. I feel like, and I I do feel like uh, we talked about this in one of the earlier episodes how. To me, high school is kind of a blur, but junior high is like crystal clear to me. And I think that's why. I think it's because I had these like very vivid and intense relationship dramas unfolding all the time Um, that I mean, in hindsight, like we were 11, 12, 13, like that's absurd. Um, But that's why that's why it was it's it's still so like it was a very vivid time in my life Um, and a very emotionally like. I don't know, heightened time in my life. Um, I remember, (laughs) I remember specifically, I've probably told you this a million times, but sixth grade, (laughs) I dated for six months. We broke up um, and one of my best friends liked him and they were like attracted to each other or something. And for some reason that made her want to beat the shit out of me. Even though, like, he and I had broken up. <laughs> but y'all were like, friends. You and were friends. But we were, like, best friends. And she um, wanted to beat the shit out of and you. And she, wa- okay. she literally, like, came to my house and was, like, and in hindsight, like, total, like, it was, I mean, it was bullshit, basically. Because she was, like, she was, like, yelling threats at me, but, like, from the sidewalk, you know? <laughs> like, and I'm just, yeah. I was, like, standing at the door. And I think, I think Michelle was with her, like, kind of. I don't know, like acting as a go-between and just being like, I'm sorry, like she wanted to come over here and beat you, beat you up, like beat the shit out of you. What and is, give you a this beat is, down, this like is not normal. I don't think was. this is normal. 
No, it's. I think no, I think that's really a book. I think that's a Brooklyn flavor. That is a very. Of compa- of competitiveness Very. between women. Like, mm-hmm. I'm going to come to your house and I'm going to beat your ass. Like, literally. Like, literally, <laughs> I went to, um, so I went to CCD, which is basically like after school Catholic um, religious instruction. instruction. Religious instruction. Yes. Religious instruction. And my cousin, who went to a totally different junior high, went to the same uh, CCD as me and my friend, who was terrifying. And and my cousin had beef perpetually like all the fucking time and there was one day where it was like where it just got around that was going to beat up my cousin and outside the church and i remember like somehow i think i like told it to my mom or something and i remember Sorry, just, to be, just the fact check was gonna beat up your cousin it was gonna beat up like, i want to make sure i heard that right because like, I, I mean that that's the only dynamic i, I mean right like i was afraid yeah, like, <laughs> I was hella scary in the I'm best way like, scary now like, like beautiful she's she had sure great is. style even back then sure is super yeah. smart but she's like, an icon she's just like icon. but she's scary as fuck like i mean terrifying yeah yeah super i wouldn't want to i never wanted to get on her bad side and i feel like yeah. i worked extra hard not to um yeah but uh you know, everyone was nice to at least from what i remember i was nice to her because I, mean, I was yeah. like i don't want you to beat me up girl no she's terrifying but my cousin was like perpetually on her bad side and um she i don't know You're, like was I, your cousin I, wrong though because has a good honor code. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure yeah. my cousin like, was wrong. Like, 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 love, like, love to my like cousin. <laughs> like, love to my cousin. But like, she was she was boy crazy and like wild, wild when we were growing up and like stealing people's boyfriends and shit. Like, I don't. Yeah, I, I don't doubt for a second that my cousin did some wild shit. Like to warrant yeah. that. Love that's you, why Allie. I think that's why I think that's why he, people were afraid of because <laughs> it was like she didn't like have you know, her code wrong. stamped. She, yeah, right. Like she yeah. didn't have her code like stamped on her forehead, but you knew like, like you she know. was mad at you. Like you probably did some shit. <laughs> like, right. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And not so much show up like at my door, like on the sidewalk, <laughs> and just be like, "Come out of here! Come out of here!" And I love her too. Like she. She had like, like she would, it's like as much as she like showed up on my sidewalk, uh, yelling threats at me at age 11, um, she still would have like really, you know, she would have beat somebody else up for me. Like no question. We also, we're going to have to like, at some point, like delve into how, like, I've just been on a steady decline, like since junior high though, like in junior high, the only reason I was, I was at the top of my game in junior high is because I had big titties. I got them early and big titties were the thing. They were, they were the only thing that boys cared about at that time. And it was the early nineties. It was before the the nineties. It was the era of the titty. The era of the titty. (laughs) Look, and I don't I have an ass queen. either. Look, I'm a titty girl, and like I, and you know, like boys like me for my titties. Like that's it. I know, I know, but that's that's why I was so uh, popular with the with the twelve year old boys. Um, so back to like wanting to beat up my cousin. It got back to my mother somehow that this was happening. I think I might have said something to my mom because, like, you know, I don't know. I felt a lot of pressure from to like have her back or something and it was my cousin and my mom was just like she was just like you gotta stick up for because blood is thicker than water <laughs> and that's why and that's why i think i love the first time you asked the question i was like what i do think it's interesting that you asked this question around like what would it look like for dawson's creek to have taken place in brooklyn because to a less frightening and threatening degree there's a code of conduct in Cape Side that they're all really clear about. <laughs> and there was definitely a code of conduct in Brooklyn. Season one, like, Pacey even approaches Dawson and he says, like, I know that you're not together. 
And I know that you've never even expressed that you love each other. I know that you've never even said anything about it out loud, but I know that there is subtext. And because of that subtext, I need to respect you and come to you like a man and ask your permission to make a move on Joey. Which was so premature. Like, it's great that he did that. But, like, so Joey premature. don't want you. Like, Joey did not yeah, want you. Yeah, she did not want him at that like, time. She really what didn't. What were you doing? She like, sure didn't. He was just making moves. Like, Pacey was very bold. He was, like, he was coming off of an affair with a grown-ass woman of, like, 36 years old. We need an entire episode devoted to the Pacey and Tamara Jacobs of it all because it's so absurd. I screamed with laughter throughout that entire storyline. Screamed with laughter. Because even though um, Pacey is played by Joshua Jackson, who at the time was probably of age, like he was probably like 20 at that time, something like that. Maybe when 20? it aired, even yeah, yeah, yeah twenty, it was maybe even older, 20, yeah. yeah, exactly, yeah. So he was he was clearly an adult. So like you know, but the whole time, anytime anything happened with the two of them, anytime either of them said anything, I would just scream with laughter and go, "He's fifteen. <laughs> He's supposed to be fifteen. This is absurd." He says to her, "I'm the best sex you'll never have." He gives this whole like impassioned speech about it, and I scream with laughter. And I go, "He's fifteen. But that show was all about these inappropriate relationships. Which is why it's so crazy that they tried to paint themselves as like the anti-902 and O. As if 902 and O was like some raunchy thing. Right. But they in 902 and O they dated each other. And I think Joey like belatedly, like in some episode, I think it's the episode in season three with Rob, the the guy that she works with, like her boss essentially, like at the yeah. at the dock who at the is marina. just hitting at the marina, excuse me, who keeps like hitting on her. And I think finally, like at some point, she like throws the word statutory rape out there. And I'm just like, finally, after like three seasons, y'all are like <laughs> acknowledging this. This is yeah. like the fifth time this has happened to one of the main characters. Earlier in the episode, you said like we should unpack at some point how like every formative couple in media that you look to for your idea of what love is was white. Do you want to talk about that? We can't talk, talk about, about it. Because then it was broken by Omar Epps and Tamar <laughs> Oof. What a, and what a great way to break it. Like For real, it was broken, broken. But what was it about these white boys back in the day? Um, I loved me a good Pacey Jackson. Pacey Jackson. Pacey, Pacey Jackson. Pacey, Pacey Witter, Joshua Jackson <laughs> character because... You know, he was, like, scrappy, Canadian, and, like, hot. <laughs> Still is, by the Easy way. Easy on the eyes, but, like, had a little bit of an edge. Like, I love mm-hmm. I love white boys with edge. That, sh- that shit I is, mean, like, yeah. who doesn't, though, right? I mean, mm-hmm. maybe people don't. I don't know. But, like, I love white boy with edge. With some flavor. And, you know, Pacey had flavor. He sure did. And he would have done well on the South Brooklyn Creek. Well, I, right, and I liked him twenty years ago because something about me, something about him was like he would date a black woman. Who was he? Yes, yes, to yes, today? yes, yes, yes. The bluest blackity black woman ever. <laughs> like blackity black 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 black. Like no, and like you're absolutely right. Like I watch even like rewatching it now. I'm just like, yeah, of course, of course. I say that as a white woman. Like, I can, I have a sixth sense about that as well. I know. Yeah. It's a thing. It's a thing. And it's an an attractive thing. It's an attractive thing. It's a very attractive thing. I'm just like, yeah. Oh, and it's it's crazy, though, because the woman, the white, his now wife, was just like me, had a crush on Pacey Winter. Get out of here. That's so cute. It is so cute, but I'm also like, 
I want to kill you, Jody Turner Smith. <laughs> he took my man. He pulled out her name. Wait, is she an actor? Like, what's her deal? That sounds yeah, like she, an actor. Yeah, name. she's an actor. She was in Queen and Slim, the big hit last year oh, with my other boo, with Daniel, my other chocolate boo. I'm sorry, that's so disrespectful. Daniel <laughs> Kaluuya is my chocolate boo. Like so Omar Epps is now that guy I used to like 20 years ago. Jody Turner Smith, I'm glad you have Pacey Witter because if you had married Daniel Kaluuya, like we would have to fight. <laughs> So. You'd show up on the sidewalk outside I would show, house. I would show up outside your house, Jody. <laughs> <laughs> did she get in fight fights? I don't think yeah. so. She, oh, yeah. She, oh, she did? Yeah, oh. she fully did. That's why I was scared. That's why I was scared because I knew she beat the <laughs> shit out of people. But have you ever been in a fight? You're going to laugh your ass off. Yes, one, with, do you want to guess? I don't know. I get, I can guess though. Okay. Please guess. It's and guess the most hilarious answer. It's did it's get, funny. Did you get in a fight with? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> like a we physical were, fight. Yes, like a physical what? fight. I mean, you know that our friendship was really intense, and like I okay. don't, I do so not remember. So is ours, but you and I were never gonna throw fucking work. Like <laughs> we're not gonna like go. I like, mean, you never know. You never know. Like age, like fifty six. Like you and I might just like be like, I've okay. had it with you. I've had it. Okay. <laughs> but also, but also, <laughs> and I like don't even remember what it was about. But like also, and I were like twelve. So you know, and, if I, like, and your you and your influences weren't great. I mean, your group of friends were. Pretty litigious with their fists. Like, you were around, <laughs> when I say, a, a dangerous element. You had a dangerous funny. element around you. I want to just name this right now for the listeners. I am a black woman from Brooklyn, growing, growing up in the 80s and 90s. I'm here talking to my white, Catholic, Irish, Italian friend. <laughs> who is the one? Who is the one between the two of us? I mean... Who was in a crew where motherfuckers were throwing bowls and... Fighting each other down, and Mia was a nerd with a book. I, I like mean, it is. That. I mean, it is the Irish Italian like <laughs> Catholic thing like that. That kind of puts me over a little bit. That's yeah. like a tradition. That's like a time honored <laughs> tradition in my cultures. Um, yeah, we've been recording for a while. I feel like I have to tell the story of uh, and I get into a physical fight some other. Oh my time. god! Thank you. Oh yeah. Some okay, other let's time. Do that. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's not, I, the thing is, I don't remember a lot of it, but like, you know, we gotta, we gotta, we gotta, we gotta give the listeners something to come back to. So, you know, it's fine. Listen, listen next time for gangsta Caitlin stories. I have a few, um, announcements before we pop off, but before I do that, any parting words about Dawson's Creek season three? Um, if for some reason you haven't watched it, (laughs) it is now not only on Hulu, but also on Netflix. Ooh, that means no ads. Ooh. Ooh. Oh, you could switch. Oh, that's you true. Switch. Shit. Pull that switch Sorry, Hulu. So if you haven't watched, I don't know what to, I don't know what to, I don't know how to direct my listeners around this because like because season three is such a gem, but to make it have the Im- impact that's intended, you have to watch season one. You have to watch season two. And With like the bearing in mind that season two is pure trash. So bad. It gets like season one is eh. Then season two just goes like down, like into the. And season one, of, to be fair, still has its charm. You know what I mean? Because it's well, like yeah, the it's origin still, like, story. And, yeah. yeah. Oh my god! But like, oh my god, it's so bad. And so I don't, I don't know how to get a, a listener. You know, I don't know what my 
parting words are because I'm like, if you can survive season one and two, season three will be worth it. Is I guess what I would say. But you know, season three, then watch season four, then stop. That Maybe would be smoke advice. some trees before you watch season one and two. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, that can make it Maybe. more interesting viewing. And we'll return to the qu- the creek for sure's. What I wanted to say was that our next episode is going to be a look back at Christopher Pike and R.L. Stein, the books by yes. them. Yes. The YA horror books by them. Great. And that's going to be a delight. It is November 10th, and we are on the eve of the anniversary of the death of Jonathan Brandis. So oh. I just wanted to um, give him some love, pour one out. Um, and we're definitely going to devote an episode soon to some of his seminal works, which I look forward to because he was very much loved my life at that time. The other thing I wanted to announce before the end of the episode, like shameless plug, I have a crime drama series that's coming out. Uh, we re- we release these these episodes on Fridays, so this should come out Friday the 13th. And at that time, that series will be live. It's called The Naturals, and it will be on YouTube, and it will be on IGTV, and it will be on Facebook. And if you go to Instagram, the account is at The Naturals Series. You'll know all the info. Go to the link in bio. You'll see all the info. End of shameless plug. That's that on that. I can co-sign. I had the opportunity to see it. Oh, you don't have to do that. I didn't want to put you in the position to make you feel pressured to do that. No, it's fine. I mean, it's good. Check it out, listeners. Thanks, boo-boo. Um, and while you're there, check out Robin Lively's Instagram account because it's delightful. Yes. Agreed. And she does, she does a, um, a reenactment of the top that scene that is goofy as fuck and so amazing. Until next time, guys. Until next time. Bye. Bye. <laughs> what if we harmonized? That'd be amazing. I don't know, I don't, I don't know how to do that. I don't either. Sorry. Let's try. Bye. Wow, you you abandoned that. You abandoned that like very quickly. No, I hit your note and I didn't know how to change it. I mean, I was on your note already. That means you have perfect pitch. Okay, okay. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. Take a different one.